Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hi everybody, this is Allison Hale um, with Rooted Deep. I'm here with Reba and our podcast today, I'm really thankful and this is going to be our third podcast talking specifically about spiritual disciplines. And today's topic is stewardship. So before you think, what is a missionary and a women's director of a ministry going to talk to me? They're just going to ask me to write a check. That's not what we're talking about nope, today. We're not so please ask you don't write even. A check. We're not asking you to write a check, but the, we just wanted to share some principles with you of what we've learned um, for biblical stewardship and what we believe that the Bible is teaching. So yeah, don't absolutely. don't shut off don't shut off the podcast and hold tight to your purses because that's not what we're going to be talking run, about today. Run. Stewardship is so much more than about our money. It is. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. You know, I love that because I think that a lot of times when we think about stewardship, immediately we think of, of the dollars and, uh, and we think about giving and, and it is about giving, Mm -hmm. but it's not about just giving our money. Right. You know, it's that idea of actually the word comes from a, a steward. Yeah. And so if we think about it, um, we are as believers, as followers of Christ, God has given us responsibilities uh, over part of his kingdom work, and we are to steward those responsibilities until he returns. Yeah, and if you look way back in Genesis, uh, that was one of the main that was one of the main jobs of Adam and the woman and Eve in the Bible. This was like this is your this is your world, this is your garden, subdue it administer it, be the steward of it. And, and God and Adam worked alongside one another in that, in that garden. So stewardship is very from the beginning. Um, but I think the last time I, you know, the last time I really studied it in the Bible, it was actually, um, we, our Bible reading in our, in in church right now is, uh, you know, has taken us through where we're in, we're in Joshua now, but we were at the beginning, um, in Egypt and what the Lord gave the Israelites as they're leaving Egypt and the Egyptians were like, take it, leave, please. Here's all our stuff. I mean, they were taking their earrings out of their ears, their bracelets out there, just take it, take it, take it. And, and, and God, God showed them and then said, Hey, take this offering that, that, that you learned from, um, or that you gleaned from the Egyptians, but now it's time to invest in something. So what, you know, and so we, we, we see the offering right at the beginning when God says, you know, build me a house, build me a house for us to, for me to meet, for us to meet with each other. The first thing they did was see what the Egyptians had given them. And they just started pouring it right back into, um, into the, uh, into the, uh, the tabernacle. So I yeah. think that was, I love that it starts with the offering when we're building the tabernacle, it started with their offerings. Yeah. And you know, what I love about that story is that finally Moses had to tell them to quit giving Yeah, because they had so right. much um, and I love it when you read that passage, Mo just said, look, you're not obligated to give yeah. if, but you get to choose to give. Mm-hmm. And so, and they gave so much and so generously that Moses had to finally say, stop giving. We've got so much, we, we've got surplus. We don't even know what to yeah. do all this stuff. So stop giving. Yeah. Um, and how many times have we heard somebody say that? I think that's probably the last time that anybody has ever said that, but knowing the history it's well, knowing the history of where it came from. And I think that's where we need to get, when we're talking about stewardship, we need to go back to where our talents, responsibilities, riches, family, where all that came from. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to maybe kind of do a paradigm shift in the way we, we, we administer. Absolutely. And I think when we realize that we are um, stewards, we are, we are responsible. We have responsibilities to, 
to take good care and the Lord is going to return. You know, there's that parable in scripture where Jesus tells the story of the owner who leaves uh, and he gives responsibility to, to yeah. uh, his, his servants and he says, I'll return. And when yeah. he returns, then he yes. holds them accountable for uh-huh. what they did with what he gave them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, it's interesting. I love this story because, um, I feel bad for, you know, I, I, I'm like, maybe sometimes I've been in that situation where I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. I think it would just be safer if I did just hold it, hoard it, bury it. Right. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, you feel bad for the, uh, but at the same time, this, the master, he knew well, yeah. I think he knew what was going to happen. He knew what was going to, and who was going to be the faithful servant and who was really going to, um, just bury, you know, bury it in the sand kind of a situation. And I yeah. feel like I've done both. I feel like there have been times when I've really just, you know, multiplied with God's, you know, mm-hmm. with God's help, what he's given me, whether it's been a discipleship, um, whether it's been a discipleship, uh, ministry, whether it's been a person that God brings to me and yeah. says, you know, or whether it's been, you know, money or whatever, I feel like I've done, I've done both, you know? Yeah. Well, and again, you know, we talked about in the last podcast, how our view of God affects prayer. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, sometimes I feel like a broken record because I say this so much, but our view of God so much impacts how, and how we live for him and how we serve him. And and it not only affects prayer, but it also affects how we give and, Mm -hmm. and how we steward what he's given to us. Because I think this servant he said, you know, this is what I know about you. You're hard mm-hmm. master. Yeah. You, you expect a whole lot. And so therefore, you know, and I think all the other servants, they didn't have that perspective. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I've often wondered, did this guy really have a, did he, did he know his boss at all? Right. Yeah. And, uh, did he really understand his boss? And I think, you know, um, in that term, thinking about God as our father, but also thinking about him as our, as our boss a little bit, you know, he's created it all. He's given it to us to enjoy. And then he says, Mm -hmm. look, I'm going to give you some responsibility here. Mm -hmm. And so this is your, these are your talents. These are these, this is how I'm going to financially bless you. I'm Mm -hmm. going to give you these, these, these things on this earth. And I want you to use them Mm -hmm. to bring me glory. Right. And the way you'll do that is if you'll love people, you'll care for mm-hmm. people, yeah. um, you'll watch out for the, the poor and the widow and the, yeah. the orphan. Uh, you will, you'll just, just be wise in, yeah. in how you invest. And this is where I just get so excited because this kind of, you know, as like you said at the beginning, running a, um, a ministry, I had to fundraise. Mm. And I can be honest with you. There's nothing I love less yeah. than having to get up and get people excited about giving. Right. Okay. I, I hate it. Okay. I really did, especially at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then God really began to show me something. Is like, Reva, look, I've given people, I've given them, I've blessed them. Mm-hmm. And they're looking for a way to invest in something that's going to last for eternity. Right. Now I've called you to do something mm-hmm. that's going to last for eternity. And so therefore you're robbing people of an opportunity right. to invest. And this word invest really blew up for me because mm-hmm. when I invest in something, I expect a return right. on my investment. That's, yes. that's the whole piece mm-hmm. of investment. And so I love it because when in the economy of God, when we give, mm-hmm. there is a return on our investment, whether it be on this earth 
or whether it be in heaven after when the Lord returns, one way or the other, we're going to see an absolute return on what we've invested in God's kingdom. Yeah, the um, I don't know if you've ever heard uh, Tim LaFleur speak. Uh, we both know him. He's one of our, uh, yeah. he's a um, just giant in discipleship. But yeah. he says, um, and he's got this, this deep Louisiana kind of Cajun accent. And he says, <laughs> there are three things that are eternal. God, his word, and the souls of men. Mm-hmm. And you need to invest in that, which is eternal. And that's kind of been, you know, when I, when I do ra- rarely go out and fundraise, I think that's what, that's just kind of like, you're not asking for you. You're not asking for mm-hmm. um, something that's not eternal. You're asking for some, for yeah. people to invest in, in those three areas in God, his word and, and, and the souls of men. And that really helps just kind of drive me number one in my fundraising, but at the same time, um, just when, when you're looking at and talking to people about, you know, their, their, their time with their family mm-hmm. and are they investing their time with their family? And again, that is something that is eternal. That is something yeah. that, you know, if you're teaching your child, you're taking the time to teach your child this, or you're, t- you're taking your time to show your child, Hey, we're going to, we're going to do less at Christmas because we want to give toward a specific project. It's always pointed back to who he is. And as you're talking about, when we have a, when we have a skewed view of the master, just like this, this, um, this sad little servant here, he said, you're a hard man. And, 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 and it's almost like he didn't even, um, yeah, you're right. He didn't even know him because the other men were like, Hey, you delivered me this and here's what I brought you. Um, and, and that's, I think that's the attitude that we need to have yet. You're our master. You've given us this to administer, not just our money, but our talents, our time, um, our, 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 our families. Um, these are the things that we need to, to administer and, and administer well. And, um, so we're going to, yeah, we're going to be continuing to talk about this because I think Reba, you've got some wonderful, just kind of the way we talked about it last week uh, with prayer was setting a pattern and having a place um, mm-hmm. to do it. So this week, we've got some great tips as well, I feel like. Yeah, you know, I think that um, we, we need to have a plan mm-hmm. for our giving. And, and and when I say a plan for giving, please, please know, I'm not just talking about your money now, mm-hmm. but there's a, I think there's a plan, you know, we'll, we'll use the illustration of money quite often, right. but, the, the, but there needs to be a, I think we need to have a planned way mm-hmm. of giving our time giving of our, our treasure that God mm-hmm. has invested into us. Um, because a lot of times if I don't plan, yeah. here's the bottom line, Allie, I don't yeah. give. Right. Yeah. You know, exactly. I really don't. Um, I think about it. I'm like, Oh yeah, I really wanted to do that. I mm-hmm. forgot, you yeah. know, or we'll see how much is left at the end of the month. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for all of us, there needs to be a plan mm-hmm. in giving and as you prayerfully go before the Lord, I try every year to prayerfully go before the Lord and say, mm-hmm. Lord, what would you want me to give this year? Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes I just kind of get some amounts in my mind. I, mm-hmm. you know, as I give to my church, as I give to missions, as I give to different organizations that I really believe in and I think are important. Um, but then one of the, the, one of the, you know, fun things that I did um, several years ago that really helped me in an area of my life was the, that, that moment when, because I, I never made a lot of money, I never felt like I could just give spontaneously. Right. Right. I felt like I had to go back and look at my budget because did I have <laughs> enough money to give or whatever. Right. And so one of the things that God really helped me with is I began to put into my budget an amount of money that I could freely give. Yeah. And so then I began not to just 
planned giving. Okay, I'm going to write a check to my church for this amount, or I'm going to give to that organization this mm-hmm. monthly. But I also then begin to look for opportunities to give. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I knew I had so much set aside in right. my budget to be able to do this mm-hmm. with. So if I heard of a need, mm-hmm. I know I could, oh, I can speak into that need. Right, exactly. And um, and that doesn't mean I never gave in faith because sometimes just that sheer amount was was faith. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but it was that opportunity to be able to say, okay, I can be a good steward, a wise steward, and at the same time, I can freely give. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, that was so much fun, yeah. you know, as I heard about things or heard about mm-hmm. needs and was able just to speak into those needs. Yeah. Um, and so I think those two things uh, from our giving perspective is that we need to have a plan right, for how we give and Absolutely. that we give. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me, I think just watching for opportunities right. to give, um, you know, when, you know, when their moment arises and you're, you know, you're really not sure when it's coming, but, oh, okay, here it is. Here's a, here's a great um, opportunity to give. And maybe that's, you know, maybe that's not even a a, a financial gift. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. maybe that's just, uh, you know, I I remember just actually this just happened a couple of times during COVID. There was some needs that people had, they needed a speaker for something and Mm -hmm. everything had kind of folded up. And I'm like, look, I'll do it. Yeah and, yeah. and they're like, well, we don't really have a lot of money because we didn't get, I'm like, don't worry about yeah, it. I'll yeah. do it. And mm-hmm. so there was an opportunity for me just to be able to say, Hey, look, I'll, I'll, I'll do this for you because this is just, this is how I can give. So right. that was okay. I'm a giving of my time. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, so whatever that might look like mm-hmm. in life, uh, I, I, I just don't want people to get so narrowly focused on money that they forget there's so much exactly. stewardship. Exactly. And, you know, I think one of the ways that I think that's excellent when you talk about, you know, giving of your time or giving of something, you know, of, of your talent. And and we've asked people on, you know, on on missions trips, people yeah. are like, I really don't want to, I'm not a preacher. Or I'm not, we're like, hey, what do you do? And we've had women that I, I can sew. Um, and we have other women, I can make coffee and hug people. Well, that, you know, that is an actual, cause I don't like hugging people and I like drinking right. the coffee, but I don't necessarily make the best coffee. And so ever God has given, God has given all of us talents, skills, abilities, mm-hmm. gifts that we could use for ourselves, or we could use just, just to bless our, our own little circle. Or he can say, you know, why don't you, instead of burying it and keeping it to mm-hmm. yourself, Um, why don't you see, you know, how it can be multiplied, you know, in the kingdom, whether it's sewing with, you know, teaching another woman to sew or whether it's walking alongside somebody or whether it's just taking your time and, and, and giving in this way. My, uh, my husband preached a message a long time ago, um, about giving and it was in, you know, from Luke 12 and a lot of, um, but it was, it was about the, the greater issue of who does it, who does it really truly belong to? Mm-hmm. And um, in Luke 12, uh, it talks about the man who's going to build bigger barns. He's going to take yeah. tear down his barns and build bigger barns. And, and um, the Lord, the Lord says, thou fool, you know, this night thy soul shall be required for, of you thee because you're not rich unto God. And what did that phrase rich unto God? What does that mean? Um, and, and he, you know, he told the story, my husband told the story about how his dad, um, had, had taught him something. And instead of leaving money to him, um, in his will, he left a legacy in him of just, Mm. you know, investing. And I think those, that phrase is so beautiful because sometimes we're not rich in, you know, in our bank account or in our purse or whatever, but he's given us so much 
and it needs to be used and kind of a funnel or a channel through us to some somewhere else, whether it's our money or whether it's our, our time or, or whatever. Absolutely. You know, uh, during during all this, uh, the COVID and, and so forth, our small group had to pivot. Mm-hmm. And so our small group leader opened up their home. Mm-hmm. And we when we started meeting again as a small group, instead of meeting at the church, which is what we typically did, mm-hmm. we met at, at, at their home. Mm-hmm. And um, they opened up their home. And in that, it was, this was, okay, God had blessed them with a house. And... Um, and they were, they were like, you know what? It's cool. Come on, everybody come over. And if you feel comfortable and we'll all find a, we'll find a place. And, and so every, you know, Sunday afternoon, you know, we're unfolding, falling out all over their living room. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's trying to find a spot and the kids are running everywhere, but there's this, it's, there's the graciousness they have to open right. up their home. And so mm-hmm. a lot of times we don't view our homes yeah. or our cars or our, yeah. we don't view those things as things God's given us to use for his glory right. and purpose. Yeah. But we can use all mm-hmm. of those things Yes. Uh, and use those abilities that God has given us. Some women are just wonderful hostesses. They really mm-hmm. are. You are one of those women, Allie. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do. I enjoy it. It is. Inviting. And you know what? Your house is, okay, I've been to your house and it's not big. Okay. No. <laughs> I mean, you've got a little teeny house, but I have been to your house when every there's not a place to put another body. Okay. Right. Uh, everybody is packed in just wall to wall and you're just a hostess with the most. It's just moving and grooving. And I love that about you because I think sometimes we feel like, okay, if I don't have a million dollar home, right. I can't open up my home. Mm-mm. And that's not true at all. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. You know, it's not. And I think that you, you feel like, and I love, I mean, I love buying pretty dishes and pretty napkins and having that, you know, and it's what, <laughs> Our friend Janice, when she was talking about hospitality several, yeah. you know, several podcasts ago, she's like, it's not about what it looks like, but it's more about how you make the person feel when they come into your home. Mm-hmm. And we have coffee time every, you know, every Tuesday. So this afternoon, we're going to have coffee time with all the missionary women in my house. And there really is, there's no room for anybody else. Um, people are like, can we invite this person, this person? I'm like, they need to bring their own cup, coffee cup, because we're out of coffee cups. And if they don't mind sitting on a cushion on the floor, that is absolutely fine with me, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's something we've got to go back to this stewardship principle of what we have does not belong to us. What we, ha- what we have belongs to God. He's put it in our control mm-hmm. to administer mm-hmm. for him or administer or, or put it in a hole and, and guard it for ourselves, you know, and, and yeah. which, which is going to reap the best reward. And so yeah. that's how we need to look at everything that, that comes through our hands. Yeah. You know, I heard, I, I used to hear, I'm, I'm from the country. I was a country girl kind of raised in North Carolina. And so these country preachers used to say, well, you never saw a hearse pulling a U-Haul. Yeah. And, um, you know, and there's so much truth to that. You know, you can't, when you leave this earth, mm-hmm. you leave it all behind. Yeah. And, um, and so what do we do with what God has given us today? And, and I think it's just a great way to evaluate our lives. And maybe you can just ask the Lord to, to, uh, um, to search your heart. You know, mm-hmm. it reminds me of our last podcast where yeah. we laughed about people not praying that prayer. But Lord, show me in my life, is there areas of my stewardship that I'm doing a poor job? Right. Maybe yeah. it's with my time. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's with my talent yeah. that you've given me. Maybe I've just never shared it with anybody else, not thinking anyone else could use it. And right. yet, oh my goodness, 
how many people have impacted our ministry in such huge yeah. ways with their talent and it's talents yes. we didn't have. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I mean, from lawyers to accountants to mm-hmm. people building websites to all sorts of things. And so, you know, these wonderful gifts of talents and abilities, but then also obviously your treasure, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. what are you doing with that money that God has put in your hands? How big or how little is not really the issue. Yeah. Um, but the real issue is what are you doing with what God's given you? And is it all being hoarded for just you and your crew? Uh, are you accumulating debt at a rapid mm-hmm. rate because you just can never have enough? Or do you have one of those hearts that says, you know, I really long to be able to pour into God's people, his work, mm-hmm. uh, and be one of those cheerful givers. Yeah. Um, and I think when God says, when you do this, there is this great promise from Luke Uh, I believe it's chapter six where God says, I'll press it down Mm. and I'll run it over and I'll pour it into your life. The opportunities that you'll have to continue if you'll have that kind of unselfish heart and that kind of unselfish attitude. Mm -hmm. And that's not a promise that we'll be a millionaire if we give away our 20 bucks. Um, But what it is, is that God will keep supplying for our needs so that we can continue to give in the needs of others. Yeah. Exactly. Um, my, again, we probably should have, and should have invited, um, Gary on cause he's got some wonderful sermons on. Um, and I, I listened to his sermons, but then I only remember like a couple of phrases and one of my favorite <laughs> phrases, he, he, he spoke on that, you know, the feeding of the 5,000 where, where mm-hmm. Jesus took a very tiny lunch yeah. and fed thousands of people. And uh, his phrase, you know, at the end of that sermon is meager means and the hands of the master are multiplied. And I mean, he loves the alliteration. I get that. And that's yeah. fine. I'm like, I don't even know how he could have gotten that out of his mouth, you know, three times fast, but right. meager means in the, in the hands of the master. But it's true. It's, it's don't look at what God has given you and say, it's, he didn't give me enough. You have to look at it and say, you know, he gave me whatever I can, I can move and he's going to multiply it again, whether it's, whether it's our, our talents or our skills or giftings or whatever. And so again, we have to think about, it's not mine anyway, Mm -hmm. it's his. And if we look at our possessions and our treasures and talents like that, then it's easier to let it go and kind of let it flow through, um, on the way to somewhere else, you know? Oh, Absolutely. And, you know, with that same thing with uh, with that feeding of the 5,000, mm-hmm. a lot of times uh, I have a thing where I'll put it this way. Uh, what's what's in your lunch? Yeah. All of us have three loaves and some fishes. Mm-hmm. You know, all of us have something that's yeah. in our it's in our bag. Yeah. And it's like, OK, when we just give that to God and say, God, it may not seem like a lot on the, uh, from my perspective, but what can you do with what I have? Mm-hmm. It's just unbelievably amazing. And, and I'll, I'll give you the story right as we go, because I just think this is so powerful. So a couple of months ago, I'm speaking at a church on a Sunday, sharing the presentation of the ministry mm-hmm. uh, during the church hour. And I shared that illustration of, you know, what God can do with our lunch. A man came up to me after it was over with, and he handed me his business card. And he said, this is my lunch. Mm. And I looked at the business card and he had his own videography business. Mm. And um, so fast forward, uh, this guy said, I want to help. Tell me how I can. So we, I just finished uh, releasing a new book and a new Bible study called End of the Rope. Mm-hmm. And he did, this guy that gave me his card, he shot all the teaching videos yeah. for that Bible study. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
and put it packaged it all together for us and he's so good okay he's an incredibly talented guy okay so he did this for us okay now here's what's incredible about this so this guy invested his talent in shooting these videos and putting this all together now this bible study is going to go out mm -hmm. and already we had women who read it ahead of time and helped us just to kind of give feedback and some of those women have already sent us messages that's like reba this has changed my mm. life in certain Amen. areas of mine. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so you've got this guy, he's he's laying up treasures right yeah. now. It's, right. It's, for every copy of this that goes out, for everybody who watches this video and his lives mm -hmm. is touched, it's not, it's 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 on his account. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and so I think if we view it this way, mm -hmm. I mean, what an incredible opportunity. Um, you're, you know, you are investing and sometimes you know about it in this earth. And sometimes mm -hmm. I think there's just going to come that day when we're in heaven mm -hmm. and the, 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 the windows are pulled back and we're able to actually see yeah. what our, how many lives our lives impacted yeah and in the ways that maybe they impacted it and how crazy it was. Mm -hmm. And we didn't realize it. So, yeah. Um, and I, well, if you're going to get to tell a story, I get to tell a story oh, as well. That's I'm just no, this, uh, a few, it was, it was last year. It was at the end of 2019. And I know you were part of this Reba, because we had a, a lady that I had never met before had asked me, Hey, what kind of materials do you use in the, in the ministry? Yes. And, and I was like, well, we use all sorts of stuff. And most of it, we buy it in Santo Domingo, but I'm sure most of it does come from China. And well, my husband, um, is offering to go to that city in China and buy everything, all the beads you ask for and ship them to you. And so I sent them just, I didn't know how it was going to work out, but I sent them a, a, one of every bead that we ever had used in the workshop ever. I'm like, if you can find it, grab it. He sent us and I, you know, Reba brought some down because uh, I was throwing I it in everybody's suitcase. It was a lot of beads. Yeah. But by the time it was literally Reba got to the Dominican with the last batch of, of the shipment of beads, you got there in February and then everything closed down in March mm -hmm. um, because of the pandemic. But our women were able to still continue to work and we were still able to continue to produce jewelry and jobs for the women yeah. because this family had given us just thousands of dollars worth of beads. Um, and they had no, they had no idea everything was going to shut down. We didn't know, nobody knew, yeah. but we've had, we're still working off that shipment of beads that, um, that we have. And, and that's one of those things that God, you know, look, mm -hmm. look around and look where God has placed you. Look where God has put you. Look at what God has put in your hand, whether it's a yeah. staff or whether it's a video camera or whether it's beads and, yeah. and, and then invest it for him. Mm, I love it, man. So today, boy, I hope your I hope your minds are just spinning right now mm -hmm. with new possibilities. And looking around. Yeah, I, I hope I hope you're like, man. I didn't even realize I could uh, I could steward uh, my gifts in so many ways. And so I'm hoping right now uh, we we pray that you'll lift your head, invest your time, talent, and treasures in places that really mean something for eternity. And try to find those things that are dear and near to your heart and start there. And obviously, we're, you know, we're going to, I really feel strongly that, man, you ought to be giving to your church and, mm -hmm. you know, you ought to be investing in, in getting the gospel out. And, mm -hmm. and so don't miss those things either. Uh, but just, you know, as in a big principle, uh, let's just have open hearts and open hands mm -hmm. uh, to be able to take what God puts in them and say, Lord, I'm not going to clench my fist around what you've be given me, but I'm going to keep them open, continue to give. 
And boy, that's our prayer for you today that through this, through this principle of stewardship, God will use you to change lives. And that's really what it's all about. So, well, listen, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. And we hope in, uh, tell, send us your stewardship stories, okay? Tell us how maybe someone invested in you or how you're investing in somebody else. And maybe we'll have a podcast in the near future where we'll share some of these stories. Absolutely. Wouldn't that be fun? Um, so, yeah, so send us some of your stewardship stories. We're excited to hear about that. We hope you have a great day. And join us next time on Rooted Deep. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.